Welcome to the Alma Center, Iran's UAV Army, a global threat, authored by Dal Beri and edited by Eitan Shanker. What goes on in the Middle East doesn't stay in the Middle East. The purpose of this special report is to present the existing threat deriving from the Iranian UAV Army in the Middle East. In addition to the direct use of the UAV army by the Iranians themselves, the scope of the threat is evident by the quantity and quality of the arsenal, deployment capacity, and accessibility of the UAV army by Iran's proxies in Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, Yemen, and the Gaza Strip. It's worth mentioning that the Iranian UAVs also operate in the African continent and Latin America. While Venezuela allegedly has locally produced UAVs, in reality, they are Iranian. These drones are used to secure the oil fields using the Mohajer 6 and the Mohajer N2 model. To better understand the capabilities of these drones and the scale of the threat, the Mohajer 6 UAV has a flight duration capacity of 12 hours, a flight velocity of 200 kilometers an hour, and a flight range of 2,000 kilometers. Additionally, the Mohajer 6 can carry precision armaments. It's important to highlight that Venezuela is located in the United States' backyard and considered a close ally of Iran to the extent that Iranian leadership symbolically considers Venezuela to be part of the radical Shiite axis. Just as the area of southern Syria is a geographical platform used by Iran as a front against Israel, the little devil, Venezuelan territory can be used for the same purpose against the United States, the great Satan, from the air. The aerial distance between Venezuela and Florida is about 2,000 kilometers. It's well known that Iran regularly transfers weapons to Venezuela, and that these deliveries potentially include missiles. It's additionally understood that Venezuela in particular, and South America in general, has become a base for IRGC Quds Force activities. While mentioning Iran's air capabilities regarding Venezuela, it is worth noting that Puerto Rico, whose inhabitants are American citizens, is only about 500 miles away from Venezuela. Nature of the Threat Iran's UAV army includes many thousands of UAVs used for intelligence gathering and offensive capabilities. The arsenal includes missile-carrying UAVs, bomb-dropping UAVs, and suicide UAVs used for striking ground or air targets. For instance, armed UAVs were used by Quds Force in February 2018 using the Shahed 141 UAV as the drone was launched from Syria's T-4 airbase to Iranian terror assets in the territory administered by the Palestinian Authority. Some Iranian UAVs are destined for their proxies in the Middle East, are developed and manufactured locally, creating differentiation from known Iranian UAVs and UAVs not identified or presented in Iran. This report will present 9 UAV types and a total of 48 UAV models. It is important to note that not all of the Iranian UAV arsenal is used by its proxies. Some of the arsenal presented in this report are in the planning or experimental stages and may be intended only for display purposes, serving as information warfare. Lebanese Hezbollah has been using UAVs since the 1990s. Hezbollah operates UAVs in the internal Lebanese arena, the Syrian arena, and against Israel. As a significant proxy, Hezbollah has received and will continue to receive advanced UAVs from Iran and through Iranian cooperation has succeeded in developing independent manufacturing capabilities. In light of this information, we estimate that the UAV army abilities in the northern area of Israel are constantly improving. According to the information in our possession and professional assessments made on a daily basis, it's estimated with a high degree of probability that today Hezbollah possesses approximately 2,000 UAVs. Hamas and BIJ in the Gaza Strip have also implemented UAV manufacturing capabilities. 
Unit 340 of Kurzforce is responsible for assisting in the research and development of the autonomous production capabilities for its proxies. Iran's UAV army capabilities in general and proxies' independent production capabilities constitute a significant, central, and very troubling military challenge for Israel. The UAV army is operated with outstanding professionalism on numerous fronts by numerous actors. It is activated against airports and oil fields in Saudi Arabia, by Houthi insurgents in Yemen, and by the Iranians themselves, against American forces in Iraq and Syria, by the Shiite Axis militias, on Israeli-owned merchant ships in the Persian Gulf by the Iranians themselves, on opposition forces and ISIS in Syria by Hezbollah and Shiite Axis militias, and against Israeli targets in Israeli territory by the Iranians themselves from Syria or Iraq, Hezbollah from Lebanon, and Hamas and the Islamic Jihad from the Gaza Strip. Activity in various arenas in the Middle East Iran realized that it could not provide a military response throughout the Middle East in general and against Israel in particular, facing a well-trained and supplied air force possessing fighter jets. Therefore, it sought to develop asymmetrical alternatives in recent decades. The first alternative was to develop a precision surface-to-surface -surface missile system, and the second, a UAV army. These two alternatives provide Iran with a long operational arm, which can reach everywhere in the Middle East. The advantage of the UAV army is its ability to gather intelligence and attack. From the proxy's point of view, and Hezbollah in particular, the UAVs massively upgraded the accuracy of their offensive capabilities as precision missile projects encounter technical and logistical difficulties. Recently, there has been three prominent events in three different arenas in which the UAV army capabilities were apparent. On October 20th, 2021, Shiite militias initiated a UAV attack on the American base in Al-Danf, located in southeastern Syria, near the border with Jordan and Iraq. This base was attacked by five suicide UAVs, apparently from the Sha'ed model. The Shiite militias, with the help of Quds Force, operated the UAVs. In this case, the UAV attack sent a message to the United States and created a new equation in the region, that Iran would attack American forces in Syria in response to Israeli airstrikes in Syria. On November 7, 2021, in Iraq, the Prime Minister's residence in Baghdad's Green Zone was attacked by three bomb-carrying UAVs. The Iraqi Prime Minister, who was at the home at the time of the barrage, survived the attack unscathed. Although elements of the radical Shiite axis condemned the attack, it was likely Iraqi Shiite militias who carried out the operation. The assault was apparently carried following the results of the Iraqi parliamentary elections, in which representatives of the militias were defeated. And on November 8, 2021, a Hamas reconnaissance UAV launched from the Gaza Strip was intercepted and shot down. It is unclear whether this UAV was launched as a technical experiment or intended to carry out an intelligence operation against Israel. The UAV was intercepted and shot down by an Iron Dome battery falling into the Mediterranean waters. In September 2021, Israeli Defense Minister Benny Gantz referred to the Iranian UAV army, noting that this is one of the most significant tools developed by Iran. It's an array of deadly, precision weapons that, like ballistic missiles or a plane, can cross thousands of miles. The Iranians produce and export these aircraft to their proxies, in coordination and led by the IRGC Air Force and Quds Force. The History of the Iranian UAV Industry In early 1984, Iran raised the need to establish a UAV unit for frontline observation of the enemy. Iran's enemy then was Iraq, led by Saddam Hussein. Until that year, Iran's aerial observation capabilities relied on the outdated, problematic RF-4 reconnaissance aircraft. 
At the same time, students from Esfahan University developed a UAV with photographing abilities. The Revolutionary Guard was enthusiastic about the aircraft built by the students and decided to adapt and develop additional models of it. After several adjustments, this aircraft was the first to be used in battles against Iraq and received the name Ra'ad. These first aircraft models were the basis for establishing the Iranian UAV Army manufacturing industry. After the acceleration of the project, a decision was made to establish an all-out battalion of UAVs, whose first commander was Majidid Makhtorzadeh. The battalion was named after the first aircraft built, the Ra'ad Battalion. This battalion worked in cooperation with the Iranian aerospace industry. The battalion began as an aerial reconnaissance battalion. In 1987, the battalion also acquired combat capabilities, but these were not activated during the Iran-Iraq War. The Iranians assembled a self-destructing explosive inside the UAV to present the possibility of leaking information into the hands of the Iraqis if the UAVs were to fall. Subsequently, a type of model called the Talesh was manufactured based on radio signals control. The operational capabilities of this series were low, with a range of only 5 kilometers and a velocity of 120 to 140 kilometers an hour. Parallel to the Talosh and Mosher type, a major type of UAV began to be produced in Iran from the early mid-1980s to the present day. Other well-known models include the Shahid, Somer, Karar, Abubil, Kamon, Sakhir, and Kian. Moreover, additional models of UAVs were developed separately, not associated with any particular type. Exposed Locations In Kashan, north of Eshvan, the Iranian training base serves as the main base for Iranian and proxy operators of the UAV army. According to the Israeli Defense Minister, the base is the cornerstone of Iran's air terror export system in the Middle East. On October 6, 2021, the National Council of Resistance of Iran, NCRI, in the United States revealed new details regarding the deployment of UAV army bases in Iran. This includes the industrial manufacturing skill of the UAV army in Iran and its accessibility to the Iranian proxies in the Middle East, seven UAV storage and launch sites, and eight manufacturing industry sites were uncovered. We have additional information on 20 other launch and storage sites used by the UAV army in Iran, Iraq, Syria, and Lebanon. Manufacturing and Procurement some of the UAV's manufacturing plants are directly owned by the Revolutionary Guards, while others have business relationships with them. Among the manufacturers are Ransvar Raknabadi Industries, Quds Air Industries, Fajer Industries Group, Iran Aircraft Manufacturing Co., Shahid Basir Industries, Bezparsaja Composico, Parvarparas Co., and an unidentified special drone production operation in the city of Semman. The Revolutionary Guard's Logistics Directorate is in charge of transporting and deploying the UAV army throughout the Middle East and distribution to various proxies in Iraq, Yemen, Syria, Lebanon, and the Gaza Strip. The Iranian UAV manufacturing industry is unaffected by international sanctions evident by the growth of the UAV army. The acquisition is primarily carried out through procurement agents living in Western countries. The primary reason for the inefficiency of sanctions is that many components used in this industry are standard shelf components easily purchased online. For example, on Alibaba, the price of a Chinese DLE 111 engine installed in several UAVs is $500. The acquisition is primarily carried out through procurement agents living in Western countries. The agents purchase the various components where they live 
and subsequently send them to representatives of the radical Shiite axis. The transportation of the parts worldwide is carried out via Iranian diplomatic postal platform. For example, Asama and Assam Hamda confessed in 2020 during the trial in the United States of purchasing UAV parts from 2009 to 2013 in the United States and handing them over to Hezbollah. Today, nearly 40 years after developing the first UAV in 1984, the Iranians have very advanced development and operational capabilities. This ability was mostly acquired independently based on years of development, production, and combat experience. However, some of the knowledge was also abstained by mimicking Western capabilities due to American and Israeli UAV technology falling into Iranian hands. A prominent example of such an imitation is the Iranian UAV-171. It is an Iranian imitation of the American UAV RQ-170 brought down in December 2011 by the Iranians by means of electronic warfare. This model was introduced in 2014. We should also note that it bears a remarkable resemblance to the Sakhakh-2 UAV. Despite the information stated, it is essential to emphasize that the Iranians were not dependent on Western UAV technology to reach their development and operational capacity today. Technology Performance and Capabilities Pictures of an Iranian attack UAVs in the service of the Houthi insurgents in Yemen, which was used in the attack on Saudi oil facilities, was posted on social media in September 2020. It seems to be carrying a combat warhead weighing about 15 kilograms with a flight range of at least 750 kilometers and a striking precision of about 1 meter from the designated target. On February 10, 2021, the Houthi insurgents in Yemen attacked the Abha airbase in Saudi Arabia using UAVs. The attack damaged a passenger plane parked on the tarmac and a nearby building. The attack was carried out by at least two unmanned aerial vehicles, and once again, this attack demonstrated the Houthis the improved operational and intelligence capabilities. An analysis of the materials from the attack indicates that the attack was carried out using the UAV Kasef-1 originating in Iran. It is possibly an attack model with homing capabilities. On April 24, 2021, Iran unveiled a suicide attack UAV designed to operate in a pack or swarm of up to 10 UAVs. It's a small UAV with a combat warhead weighing between 5 and 15 kilograms. Its operational radius is 400 kilometers. These UAVs can ride piggyback on other UAVs in order to bring them closer to the target. On May 21, 2021, Iran unveiled a new male UAV, medium altitude long endurance, named Gaza. Presumably, the name was chosen in light of the fighting that took place at the time between Israel and Hamas during Operation Guardian of the Walls. The original nickname of the UAV may be Sahed 149. It is a large UAV similar to the configuration of the American Reaper UAV. In the absence of Iranian communication satellites, communication with the UAV is based on commercial satellites. Therefore, it's exposed to detection and disruption. On June 26, 2021, several UAVs were reported to have attacked targets near the Iraqi city of Ibril, about three kilometers from the U.S. consulate. Several UAVs exploded, while one fell almost entirely intact, as it was claimed to be shot down. This type of UAV has never been seen before the incident. This UAV has unique characteristics that allow us to determine, most likely, that it is an Iranian product intended for export to various terrorist organizations it supports, while demonstrating differentiation from known Iranian UAVs not identified or presented in Iran. This UAV is well constructed to a high standard reminiscent of Western instruments. The UAV is built from segments, which allow for easy transport and assembly by unskilled operators. 
identification stickers guide the user in assembling the UAV. These are yellow stickers with black inscriptions, similar to the yellow stickers that appear on the Iranian NLOS-358 missile seized by the US Navy en route to Yemen at the end of 2018. The UAV is equipped with a Chinese engine like other Iranian UAVs. On July 30, 2021, the oil tanker MT Mercer, owned by an Israeli businessman, was attacked while sailing in the waters of the Gulf of Oman. The attacking UAV was identified as a Shahed-136, fixed with a delta wing. Its flight range was around 2,000 to 2,200 kilometers. The person directly responsible for the attack was Sa'ed Ara Ja'ani, head of the UAV array in the IRGC's Air Force. On October 29, 2021, the U.S. Treasury Department imposed sanctions on prominent figures related to the Iranian UAV army. The sanctions were imposed on Sa'ed Ara Ja'ani, and on the head of the IRGC's research director, Abdullah Meharabi, who mainly deals with procurement and development. The U.S. Treasury Department described the expansion of the UAV army in the region as a threat to peace and destabilizing international stability. In our assessment, the development, production, and operational capability of the Iranian UAV army deployed throughout the Middle East cannot be thwarted. The United States, Israel, and moderate Arab states can now only disrupt and interfere with these processes. Disruption and interference can be carried out by utilizing protection and by initiating attacks. Protection involves using defensive means such as advanced electronic warfare and weapons such as the Iron Dome, laser technology, electromagnetic beams, sensors, and cyber warfare. Attacks can also be carried out based on an accurate and ongoing intelligence picture. This suggests conducting continuous attacks on UAV Army deployment and storage sites. It is important to note that both defensive and attack policies will never be airtight. Disruption and interference of the UAV Army's operations should be the main objects of the military campaign between wars. As noted above, what goes on in the Middle East does not remain in the Middle East. Iran's UAV capabilities directly endanger Israel, moderate Sunni states, and international forces operating in the Middle East. However, the UAV capabilities also pose a risk to countries in Europe and Africa. As noted, Iran's UAV army capabilities also directly endanger the U.S. via Venezuela. Implementation of this goal should be operationalized by establishing a joint task force consisting of the relevant countries which will act in coordinated and joint manner against the Iranian UAV army throughout the Middle East in particular and throughout the world in general. This article was written by Talaberi, head of the research department at the Alma Center. Tal holds a master's degree in Middle Eastern Studies from Tel Aviv University and served in the IDF Intelligence Division for around 20 years, specializing in the Lebanese and Syrian arenas. Tune in for future podcasts to learn from Tal and other researchers at the Alma Center to better understand the security challenges along Israel's northern border.